Hello, everybody. Welcome to Green Knight. As you all know, I just jump right into it. No uh, fluff, unless it's by accident. All of my recordings are raw and unproduced. I don't package my content. But, uh, yeah, so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember uh, in Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan, the Kobayashi Maru, right? It's right in the beginning, and it's the new commander is being tested, and this is a test that all of the Starfleet brass has to take, and Captain Kirk is the only one to have ever passed the test. And he got an accommodation after passing it for uh, innovative tactics or something like that. But I wanted to talk about that. There's a line, I think it's actually in the later one, or maybe it's in the yeah, I'm not sure if it's in the next one or if Wrath of Khan. But he gets asked about it, right? And he says that he doesn't believe in no-win scenarios. And that's me. Um, there's that word belief, right? I don't acknowledge no-win scenarios. And for me... Uh, winning is a win for humanity, right? It's not a personal win for me. And so, right, I'm still alive. I'm still above ground, right? So we haven't lost yet. And uh, I'm still going after the win for humanity. But... uh Right, humanity is in that kind of a situation where it's kind of it looks like a no-win, and that's what they're trying. Right, they I use that word a lot, and you all know what I'm talking about when I say they. And if you don't, then you'll have to go back and listen to the earlier episodes. And I always recommend that this podcast is listened to from the beginning because it's a journey. For me, and also it gives one the background that is required to comprehend some of the elements that I talk about. If you just jump in at the end, uh, yeah, I might um, miss a lot of you. And that's another thing about this, too, is like, right, this is for humanity, right? So humanity is my audience. I don't curate my message for a specific group this is for everyone and yeah that might um hurt my ability to reach certain people but yeah that's not my concern so anyway yeah the kobayashi maru right 
Maru, it, you know, obviously it's a Japanese word and it means circle. But that's kind of beside the point. What it is, is, is it, it's a purposely set up no win situation, right? And uh, this is what we are being conditioned to think is happening uh, with humanity, right? That we're in dire straits. Um, there's all kinds of problems with the planet, um, perhaps with the solar system, um, the sun, or, you know, some kinds of objects that are flying by that could hit earth. You know, it's like we're being, uh, lambasted basically with all of these different, um, possible scenarios, <laughs> And so we see also that, uh, right, all of these things, you know, there's supply chain, there's climate change, there's um, the sickness that went around, you know, these last couple of years plus, and uh, the reaction that was taken in order to deal with that. And I'll tell you what, like when that whole thing started, um, I knew right away that it was bullshit. Um, yeah, there's some kind of sickness and it's a little different, but it's not um, as deadly as it was made out to be. And so I started, as soon as this whole thing started, I stopped wearing my seatbelt. I took up smoking and I fell in love and all of those things are way more dangerous than whatever this was. You know, <laughs> if I'm going to die, it's going to be my fault. And, you know, I keep uh, opening myself up right to this possibility of love. Right. And it's a, that's a tricky one. I, I get my ass handed to me um, every single time. <laughs> and sometimes I include it with some kind of way that I'm trying to make a living. And again, right, just get my ass handed to me. But, uh, right, I'm still kicking. And my actual um, purpose, I think, has become more clear through all of this uh, suffering, you know. And so I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm going to keep going. And this is the, as I was saying, the culminating episode of the Green Knight series. Um, I've always been either threatening to stop or to change it because I think I've finished saying what I set out to say. And that was like at episode fucking eight. But, uh, yeah, there's this kind of got to come full circle. And so what I want to talk about is this concept of credibility and, you know, just having a problem with credibility is a hit against my own credibility, you know, because if someone is critiquing credibility, then they must be having trouble getting people to listen to them. Right. So I want you all to think about that, like from the beginning, um, 
but it's deeper than that, right? It's not about me, uh, even though I'm struggling. Uh, and you've heard me in the past episodes talk about how I'm struggling and how I'm trying to deal with, you know, um, just living and then still trying to um, deliver on my purpose, you know, for being here on the planet or whatever the fuck it is, you know, I don't fight with you about it. I think that's an irrelevant uh, conversation because the real conversation should be about um, what we do to remove this false construct from our consciousness. And I've said on previous interviews that this is a, you know, we're not in the matrix, right? Our minds um, have been captured, right? It is our minds that are in the matrix. It is the false polarity, right? The false dichotomy that is set up for us and has been set up for us since civilization started. And so it's like we have these initial conditions that um, civilization runs off of, right? That, and that's what I describe as these, this, the big lie, you know, that civilization actually is founded on a lie. And uh, so in order to um, get a win for humanity, we have to shed that artificial construct and return to universal or cosmic law, you know? Some people call it natural law, but I think all of these things are like a trap to get you. If people hear certain words, then they immediately write it off. And this is another thing that I talk about, right? Um, and, then, and it relates to what this episode is going to be about. So let's get into it. Um, as you all know, I... Um, I've been going through it and it's been this way for a long ass fucking time. And so it's, it's tricky to, um, see the light at the end of the tunnel because all of those lights that I have seen have been like false, right? Have been a trick. And you guys out there who, um, are coming after me and, you know, treating me in these ways that like, you know how to get me, right? Because all you got to do is be nice to me. <laughs> so anyway, stop fucking doing that, please. It doesn't serve because I'm just not going to stop, right? It only comes back to get you. Um, so, right, I'm over this, uh, um, this idea that 
this self-fulfilling prophecy that I have created for myself, right? Because I came here knowing that I was different, like I was born awakened, right? I didn't have an awakening uh, event, right? I knew something was fucked before I even came here. And I came here to try to write the course or to adjust the course of humanity. So I have been overcome by grief and fear on various levels. And I want to be of service and I keep telling myself, I keep getting angry at myself. I must be missing something because I'm unable to be uh, effective on that level. But I think doing this podcast, it's something, you know, it's like, it's definitely something. Um, and, but talk is cheap, right? So wisdom is action. There's nothing that we need to change about ourselves, right? Um, because we're perfect. We only need to remove this parasite that rests on our hearts and minds. And so in order to do that, right, there's a psychological transformation that we each have to make. And I've talked about this before. Um, so in my life, I'm in an impossible scenario, right? I am literally in the Kobayashi Maru test. <laughs> um, or to make the chess analogy, it's a Zugzwang position, right? In chess, where in the end game, right? doesn't really happen in the, in the opening or the middle games, right? Because there's too many variables. But in the end game, you can get into a position um, where suddenly there's nothing, there's no right move to make, right? Within the constraints of the game, right? And the chess has these very rigid constraints. And so does civilization. And this is where I began, which is these, the rules that society operates on. Um, so, and society is in the same position, right? So that that's how it appears, right? That's how it appears. And that's also the message that we're being given is that there's no right move and that we're going to have to take some serious damage, right? No matter what we do, we're going to, there's going to be a lot of mayhem and death and so I disagree with that. I don't think that's the case. And to fall into that, right? Even if you're a truther, if you're falling into that, then you've been tricked, right? You've been um, targeted. And so whatever level of awareness you're at, uh, this, uh, <laughs> this mind trick is, can be um, perpetrated upon you. Um, so, okay, so we're in the Kobayashi Maru, right? And what I thought I was doing by, you know, spending all of my money on materials to make jewelry <laughs> was some kind of intangible uh, um, choice that didn't make sense. 
And uh, I got down there, right, and I just got completely fucked. Um, and all I want to do is help people, right? So I don't understand why I got targeted and attacked. But so I didn't end up doing what I have been trying to do, which is if I'm in the Kobayashi Maru, right? If I'm in that test, then we alter the constraints, right? We change the rules of the game and make choices that don't fit the original constraints, the original rules. So I'm just saying that it's about my own life, right? Because it can show how you can think you're doing that. <laughs> and definitely um, still get destroyed by the Klingons, you know? But uh, the point I'm getting at is that there's these um, rules, right? That society, or I guess you could say civilization, runs by. And these rules um, create a repeating pattern, right? And what we have to do in order to shed, in order to break this pattern, in order to break the cycle, in order to wake up from Groundhog Day, is to change the initial conditions. And since the matrix has been installed in our mind, right, the initial conditions are in our minds. Right? And so that's easy enough. That's just like flipping a switch. Uh, all we have to do is change those variables and the pattern will start to change and it'll not just start because we have to change the variables in mass, right? Like I said, shooting the moon. We have to do it in mass. We have to make the psychological transformation all at once together. But when we do that, then we've changed the game. We've altered the rules of the game. And so we are no longer on the trajectory that we are on, right? That we're not suddenly, I mean, we are suddenly not, we are suddenly no longer in a Zugzwang position, right? There is not, we are not in a position where any move will do damage, okay? So, right, it's, uh, so what I'm saying is, is, <laughs> uh, this is the kind of reasoning, right, that is not, um, specific, right, it's general. And it's important, right, there is something to be done, right? And it is that we don't need to do anything, right, inside the system, right? We don't need to play by the rules because that will only lead to some kind of fucking fucked up situation or complete destruction. <laughs> and what they want us to do is think that they have a solution to avoid complete destruction but still, um, there's going to be major damage, right? And this is a, in order to make this transition to this 
um, more complete set of constraints um, that are still the same kind of thinking um, that has created the right. It's still this. It's still the same constraints. It's just um, makes it seem like this is this fresh fresh configuration. So, right. So I begin where I started. I think in the second episode, I quoted Einstein and he said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking that created them, right? People say this all the time and they don't comprehend that. What it means is, is that, right, this, our financial system can't be fixed with more fiat currency, right? It's like, that's the same fucking thinking, right? That's the same thinking. Exactly. This is what I've been saying. But I'm going to come at it from a slightly different way. And, you know, I hope it's more cogent than it has been. <laughs> I know some of y'all get it, right? Like Romania. <laughs> I see y'all out there listening to the podcast. That's fucking great. You know, in Ireland and a few people in Germany, um, Australia, right? I mean, the people in, in Texas and in the South and fucking Canada and stuff, like, where are you at? Where are you at? Yeah, you're listening, but you're also listening to all these other gills, you know, who are driving Prius microphones, right? They just want to talk and they want a next week. They want to show for next week, right? So that you'll tune in. And, you know, the next fucked up thing, the next way that we're getting fucked or the next super interesting um, paranormal shit, right? I find all that fucking interesting too, but um, at a certain point, it's like, where does it go? You know, uh, I, I read the um, Tony Hillerman novels in the 90s, <laughs> right? I think I've seen a skinwalker. Um, I've had the hair stand up on my uh, body, you know, after spinning my truck around in the middle of the night um, and going backwards into a barbed wire fence. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting, but mm, yeah, it's just talk, you know. So it just contributes to the um, completion of the cycle, right? And then we start again. Um, so if we can't solve our problems with the same thinking that created them, right? We understand if we look at history that this is what we've been trying to do since uh, day one of civilization. Um, despite this vast accumulation of knowledge uh, we repeat the same pattern over and over it, we wake up to groundhog day and we start again doing the same fucking shit and the only way to wake up from groundhog day is to make that psychological transformation that i speak of and you know all of the movies that reference it especially the one with bill murray what the fuck did he do to wake up from his fucking nightmare ask yourself what he did so 
the complexity of our society is vast, but you know, like Kierkegaard, was it Kierkegaard? Yeah. Um, they muddy the waters to make it seem deep, <laughs> but it's just a motherfucking puddle. I added that other part on, right? They muddy the waters to make it seem deep. Uh, and it's not, it's fucking really simple. Uh, it just, creates a pattern that overlaps on itself. And there's worlds within worlds within worlds at this point, you know, with our technology. Uh, but the initial conditions or the constraints of the game, the rules of the game are simple. So a wide sweeping effect, one that changes the pattern would not be a component of the complexity. It would be the cause of the complexity, right? An alteration to the conditions at the foundation would cascade into the output transforming the pattern. So there's something uh, there's something in mathematics called the uh, incompleteness theorem, and uh, Carl Gödel, I think, was the one who. Um, finally <clears throat> made it clear, right? So if we're talking about civilization, right, we're talking about mathematics um, because without math, we don't have civilization, right? And we're talking about logic. So we can generalize and talk about, by talking about logic and mathematics, we can basically infer that, um, that, uh, it's the same um, uh, system, right? That that drives uh, civilization, right? It's the same syndrome, basically. Um, and so, with this, the incompleteness theorem, right? I'll kind of jump to the end, and then I'll jump back again, so that uh, we can make this as clear as possible because it's pretty, um, it's not easy to grasp because it contains contradiction. <laughs> it talks about contradiction and how contradiction is, uh, absolutely, um, present in our civilization. Right. And we see this everywhere and it's so like, you know, cognitive dissidence is, you know, a form of contradiction where, you know, people hang on to one idea, um, even though that it contradicts a previous, uh, stance or a previous position. Right. And we can see it, you know, with this whole, uh, um, last two years, right. What's happened. I don't want to say the names of it. And then the most recent shit, you know, with this body autonomy, right? The full-on cognitive dissonance of what's happening, right? And, and the people just, like, fucking fall for it so easily, man. <laughs> I ain't judging you because y'all are just like me, you know? Well, you have a body. and But your conditioning is your enemy. And... So there's levels, right? There's levels of the obviousness 
and the craziness that's going on. And for me, it's like, so I can see the obvious bullshit since day one, you know, since I was able to start, um, you know, observing. But, uh, okay, so what I'm getting at is, right, that there's an incompleteness to um, the way that we, uh, the system that we use to measure the world. And basically it's this, truth and provability are not the same thing, right? There are true statements that cannot be proven, and that's the definition of incompleteness, right? We, our worldview um, cannot be complete. Um, and there's, right, consistency, right, which is... Um, the absence of contradiction. Any system that is consistent cannot prove its own consistency, right? So this is the other side of truth. Um, there are truths that cannot be proven, right? And then there's the final thing, which is decidability, right? There is no system or system of measurement or algorithm or program that can determine if a statement is derivable from an axiom, right? And so this goes back to our original training on uh, geometry, right? Which is how to do a proof, right? And we understand what an axiom is. It's like you can draw a straight line between two points, right? And from that axiom, you can make statements, right? And so, but we arrive at a place in mathematics and logic where there is no decidability. There is no way to determine if a statement is derivable from an axiom, right? That there are truths that cannot be proven, right? There are true statements that it cannot be proven. And there is inconsistency. <laughs> that if we try to have completeness, we end up with a contradiction. And if we try to have consistency, we end up with incompleteness, right? Which both of those things basically say that there's no decidability. It's undecided, right? And these are uh, properties of a self-referencing, of self-reference, right? Of self-referencing. So, and stay with me here. Right, and do your own fucking uh, looking up of this, the incompleteness theorem and Godel's, Godel's proof, right? He proved that there are truths that are unprovable, right? <laughs> right, he proved, right? This is how we talk about a general truth and a specific truth, right? We don't care about the specific truths necessarily, except for their entertaining, right? Um, that our system, right? The system that we use to run society is incomplete. It's not consistent and it's not decidable whether or not it'll, it'll fucking make it or not, <laughs> right? And so this is all related to credibility because credibility is a hard self-reference, right? And so jumping back, um, 
1970, uh, a programmer and scientist by the name of John Conway, who ironically fucking died of the, of the cooties, right? Quote cooties in 20. He wrote a, uh, he wrote a program called the game of life. And he said it was a zero player game because basically, uh, he decided the rules. And then once you set it running, it plays itself, right? So it's the zero player game. He called it the game of life. And it illustrates the behavior of a self-referencing system. So depending on the initial configuration, right, the outcome of this game of life has, you know, it can create tons of fucking different patterns, right? But essentially, um, all of these patterns will end up in one of three slash four, right? Three and four are basically the same thing. Um, well, not necessarily, but I don't, oh fuck, I just thought of a great analogy. So let me finish this, right? The outcome of the game of life, right? Will either be a static loop where the um, cells on the grid, right? You have to look this up so you understand, right? But basically it's, a, an infinite grid and each cell is either alive or dead, right? And if it's alive, then it's lit up. And if it's dead, then it's dark. And uh, there are rules to how these, um, a cell can continue to stay alive or how it dies or how it comes back to life. And you'll have to look it up to get it, but it's basically a self-referencing system, right? So it simulates what society does in a, in a simple way. And it has, as I've been saying, like these outcomes, right? One of them is a static loop, right? It just finds a thing that just goes back and forth between it, right? And the other one is, um, there's like these gliders, right? Um, but the, uh, you know, the, the other main one is static loop, right? Or uh, total annihilation. Right. Everything disappears and it's gone. All everything is dead. <laughs> right. And then there's these gliders where it's like a few cells can somehow go in a way. It's almost like a static loop, except that it flies along the infinite grid and it just flies along. And then um, there's this perpetual movement and growth. Right. And so there are certain configurations that lead to that. And it creates these crazy looking patterns, you know? Um, and this is right. If we are a self-referencing system and we are right. Civilization is, and there may not be a way to avoid it. Right. Because being conscious beings, we are part of a system that we're trying to understand. Right. So we can't not avoid self-reference. So ideally, we want the perpetual growth and movement, right? And this is what the universe does, right? Naturally. And there's all this conjecture about whether or not it fucking swells and contracts and all that shit is fucking whatever, whatever. For all intents and purposes, it is perpetual movement and growth, right? And it's based on the dance of polarity and these universal cosmic laws right? It's not based on anything that we come up with. And so that's the problem 
of civilization. That's what we have to overcome. And they, uh, I think they have found the solution, right? But that allows them to stay in control and perpetually, uh, it's almost like, uh, they set up <laughs> like in Rick and Morty, it fucking, uh, that show is so great because they tell you everything, right? Where the power plant for Rick's spaceship, right? Is, uh, he's got a universe that is smaller than ours inside his engine. And he's convinced them to basically, <laughs> their whole civilization powers his, uh, spaceship. Right. That's what they want us to do. They want our whole civilization to power their fucking uh, existence. It's as simple as that. And so when I talk about credibility, right, and you hear me saying this, right, and you just write it off as another opinion, that's a mistake. <laughs> because you're not really looking into it. Um, there is this self-referencing that we can overcome right but not in the way that they want to and uh we'll get to what they want to do right and it's related to this concept of meta right which is within within um you know like uh understanding what meta is right that's what they renamed facebook to those fucking bastards um, because it's a world within a world, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, internal affairs for cops, right? The cops, cops, right? So you understand what meta is, right? That's, uh, doubling down on the self-reference. That's the hard fucking self-reference, right? And that's what credibility is. And that's what we're going to get into. Right. So, uh, it's the game of life. Um, it runs on the initial conditions, right. And it has three or four potential results, uh, static loop, which we want to avoid. Right. Um, this is like stasis, which I've described before annihilation, which we want to avoid. Um, and there's this thing of these individual gliders, right. And that's fine for them. Right. And that's what this, uh, self-help movement tries to do is that you can individually, um, overcome, uh, avoid the two other results by yourself. Right. And this is like, oh yeah, you, uh, become enlightened and you get to leave this place. <laughs> right. And your soul moves on. Right. But still that doesn't solve, uh, the problem um, that we have in this particular dimension in this realm, uh, whatever it is. And it's not, the idea is, you know, another idea is, is that, oh yeah, there's nothing you can do. It's just gonna, it's just a pattern that's going to either do what it's going to do, you know? And right. But, um, we can get this perpetual movement and growth. We can get that outcome. That's the outcome that would be ideal. Uh, and as opposed to this, uh, stasis, static loop or self-annihilation.
So civilization has a beginning, right? A position, a condition that results in a pattern. The pattern of civilization repeats, right? Indicating a loop. So we already have that, right? We already have that. And it's enforced. But so this loop reduces its period, right? Which is the time between it repeating itself, right? Um, so, but this time, this distance between the pattern repeating or waking up to a new Groundhog Day, right? Um, gets shorter and shorter. Right. And so this suggests that our particular configuration that we have, right, in the game of life has an ending. Right. So choosing the loop is underperforming for thinking living beings. Right. <laughs> because we're choosing an ending. Right. We're choosing an ending because it's obvious right that our pattern the period between re starting again gets shorter and shorter right and this is what i was speaking about before which is like the ouroboros right we're running out of tail and there's a point at which we will uh, right what, what happened when we run out of tail what is it some kind of ending that we i don't think we want to get there I think we want to avoid that um, and there's something we can do so the pattern civilization exhibits is an aggregate phenomenon indicating that it is a self-referencing system right an aggregate it's an average of everyone's behavior together and there may be a way to um, get beyond that it may be an artifact of being self-aware, right? Which is what I said, you know, I think we can actually get to the ideal um, initial conditions, right? We may not be able to avoid it. In fact, actually right now sitting here as I'm talking, yeah, we can't avoid it. This is um, um, the particular problem of being um, a sentient being, sentient being. Yeah, fuck you, Jessica. Um, the option of, call me, the option of movement would be a superior outcome to the others, right? Perpetual movement, and perpetual growth, right? Um, it, this seems to be the way nature continues itself, right? So there, this artificial, uh, conditions, uh, right? it's leading to this limit and so there's something about that the game of life right so it's a if you guys look this shit up and you get into it and you watch some youtube videos um you will come across turing right and turing completeness right as um for a program right um, we society is Turing complete, but it's self-referencing. So it's, um, um, it's halting condition, right? Is the, it's 
unknowable whether or not it will halt or not. <laughs> right? But if you put it, if you run the game of life inside the game of life, it creates this perpetual kind of, it's like a hack, right? And so that's what meta would be. That's what, right, creating a true matrix would actually perpetuate, it would make it so that we would survive, <laughs> but just like how we are now forever. <clears throat> and we want to avoid that, right? We don't want to build the game of life inside the game of life. And we already have a version of that. It's just, it's not automated. It requires this constant fucking management, right? And come on, you guys, fucking are you with me or did I lose you? Uh, this is it, right? This is it right here. So it's consensus belief, right? Belief is not knowing. Um, and there's, you know, absolute knowledge is unachievable, right? And this is the problem of self-reference. <laughs> so getting more into it, right? Common thinking has a statistical effect on the sum of human interaction, right? This is the aggregate phenomenon. Common thinking, right? Consensus belief. The pattern is played out in our minds, housing the conditions under which the interactions take place. The initial conditions of civilization are not locked in the past, in the moment of genesis. The genesis occurs every moment in our minds. The condition of our minds is the foundation, the position from which all interactions take place. That position or configuration is not fixed. Our minds can be restored to their natural mode of operation. This is what we want, right? The, the conditions, right? The human condition is a condition. <laughs> It's not natural, right? I mean, the word is right fucking there. It's not fucking something we just have to deal with, right? That position or condition or configuration is not fixed. Our minds can be restored to their natural mode of operation, right? So this is where we get into credibility, right? The fashion by which new thinking enters the public mind identifies the condition. The position from which each individual operates within society is illustrated by the criteria for the entry of new information into the collective mind. Right? And so I'll remind you, right? This is credibility, right? This is how anything new comes into the, into the uh, social sphere has to be vetted. <laughs> but that vetting process makes sure that it's not new. Copy, fucking copy, right? It's not me complaining about not having credibility and being, ah, oh, woe is me, no one will listen, right? So when I bring this up, right, if you're critical, critical of credibility, automatically everyone goes, aha, he's not credible, blah, blah, blah. He's not fucking credible. I'm not going to listen. Everything he says is just now fucking drowning, right? Drowning on like a fan with a click, right? a fan that makes this periodic clicking. Anyway, credibility is established through record, right? So that vetting process ensures that it's not new, that it's based on a record. Credibility is established via record. 
what is known is the product of thought and thought is the result of memory memory is the past is a record credibility is a record of the past a memory what has been previously unknown cannot arise from the known and the known cannot be included in the unknown right this is set theory so if you look into uh this incompleteness theorem by Gödel, then you will um, have to begin with set theory, which is where it all started. So this guy, I think his name was Cantor or something in, I don't know, sometime in the 19th century or early, late, somewhere in there, right? When they were trying to do all this math, he basically was, he was interested in sets and then natural numbers, numbers and, um, and, and, uh, right. So what the fuck? Sorry. It's not irrational numbers, but that's one of the sets, right? But all the numbers between, uh, one, I mean, zero and one, right? They're not irrational numbers or hold on, hold on. I'm going to fucking look this shit up. Real numbers, okay? <laughs> right, real numbers, right? So these are all the numbers between 0 and 1, and uh, natural numbers are 1, 2, 3 integers, right? 1, 2, 3, all the way to what? How far do they go up, right? Infinity, right? So this guy was working on it. He, was, he basically came up with a way to say that all the, that there's more uh, real numbers the numbers between zero and one, you know, infinite fractions, right? Uh, um, decimals, right? Then there are numbers, uh, real numbers, right? Integers, right? There's more <laughs> because you can always add to the numbers between zero and one. And so it's an uncountable infinity. So there's two kinds of infinity. And this fucked some people over. Like it created a schism in mathematics and logic that, um, you know, was bloody. <laughs> I mean, it was real. I mean, the, so, I mean, the, the intuitionists were like, fuck you, man. Fucking... You came up with this shit. I'm, it's you. You're you're fucking us over, right? I'm gonna make sure you don't get a job ever again, right? It's that kind of thing. But really, it's like all he did was say that this is the case, right? It's not me. No, it's not me. It's just what it is, right? There's actually more uh, natural numbers than real numbers, even though there's an infinite amount of both. And so this created this whole fucking schism between the uh, the intuitionalists and the formalists, right? And then, so both sides are fucking wrong. Um, we end up with Bertrand Russell um, finding the contradiction in set theory because it was set theory that started this whole schism in the first place. And I'll tell you what, I love Bertrand Russell, but he ended up being someone who was trying to like you know, he was on the side of the formalists. <laughs> and to me, it's like, 
fuck, man. If you're going to take a side, you're wrong. So Bertrand Russell figured out that there's a contradiction in set theory in that um, there is a the R, the set of all sets that does not include itself, right? That's a contradiction, right? Because if it includes itself, it's not that set. And if it doesn't include itself, it's that set. So it can only include itself It's if it doesn't include itself. <laughs> Copy, this is where we come up with this self-referencing, right? It creates this incompleteness, this undecidability. So what we have, right? This is what we have. This It's this undecidable what it is that humanity is doing, right? What civilization is doing, whether or not it will self-annihilate or get into a static loop, right? And so in order to ensure if, that we don't fucking self-annihilate, um, we create this system within a system, this meta system, right? And this actually makes it so that it goes on, but it's not natural, right? It's some kind of fucked up way to be. And uh, we don't want, we want to avoid that at all fucking costs um, because we will lose our souls right? at that moment, right? When the AI is in place, right? At the moment of singularity, right? When we run out of tail, right? We also run out of soul. <laughs> we are no longer part of the universe. We are no longer of God, right? All that is, is sacred, right? But that's not part of all that is. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I can see how, right? I can see your mind working, right? It's not natural. <laughs> it's not natural law. It's a workaround. It's a hack that will leave us empty. Okay? Right? It's not sacred. So, um, so credibility. What is known is the product of thought, and thought is the result of memory. Memory is the past, a record. Credibility is the record of the past, a memory. What has been previously unknown cannot arise from the known, and the known cannot be included in the unknown. So this is the set. This is the contradiction, right? So the only way that something new can come in, right, a new pattern, right, is if um, it's not part of what we already know, right? But Credibility ensures that anything that comes in, right, is part of what we already know. <laughs> Copy? Right, so Godel proved that any system of measurement cannot avoid self-reference and therefore will, will arrive at contradiction. Right? This, uh... Um... There are true statements that cannot be proven, 
right? That's incompleteness and consistency, right? Is the absence of contradiction. But if we say that we are consistent, then we cannot prove that we are consistent, right? So it's a contradiction, right? So this is where we're at with, this is what I'm talking about right now, right? Anything unknown cannot arrive from the known. So, and credibility makes sure that anything new in society, right, is based on record, right? So it's based on the known. So evaluation of what cannot be recalled, the unknown, with recollection of the known forces limited input, right? So why would we fucking do that? <laughs> right? Godel proved that any system of measurement cannot avoid self-reference and therefore will arrive at contradiction. Credibility reinforces self-reference. It's a hard reinforcement of self-reference as a deliberate protocol for information evaluation. It establishes the baseline definition of value. Right, here we go, here we go again, right? With value. And this is what I say are the conditions, right? The, civilization runs on. So these are the rules of the game. Interpretation of value is the basic position of operation for individuals, right? So the way we interpret what value is, is the condition of our minds, right? The initial condition of our minds is our conception of value, right? And the general conception of value is what results in the aggregate uh, behavioral phenomenon we call civilization. Fuck yes, that's a good sentence. Fucking write that shit down, bitches. Come on now. Is that not fucking rock-ing? Right? Is that not gold? <laughs> we are considering the pattern that emerges over time, having started with a set of initial conditions. The unfolding of the pattern of civilization begins with value. The capability of discernment of value. This discernment makes exchange between people inevitable as working together demonstrates its value with high contrast, right? So it begins with value. Our conception of value is the initial conditions, right? So we find that it's natural, right, to cooperate. The origin of human organization is the mutual exchange of value, right? I've explained this before. The exchange is everything. It's what makes us human. The generally held conception of value determines the nature of interactions within the exchange. All right, do I need to say that again? The generally held conception of value determines the nature of interactions within the exchange. Right? We live by exchanging value with each other. Right? You can't fucking deny that. And if you do, you're missing it, man missing it no matter how smart you are miss the whole goddamn thing right skeptico i'm talking to you and all the others right they want to say that it's about the individual right and it's not about this collective exchange of value the current consensus consensus or conception of value the current consensus conception of value is 
the supply and demand model. So when, right, when I was quoting, right, they muddy the waters to make it seem deep, but it's really simple, right? Our current conception of value is supply and demand, right? So if we consider the mechanism of supply and demand, we can see that value varies as a function of demand, right? Demand is a measure of popularity. <laughs> With this model, value also varies inversely as a function of supply, right? High popularity suggests a limited supply. The perception of a limited supply evokes competition for access to the supply. So the perception of a limited supply it's very easy to make it seem like something has a limited supply, right? It's very easy to um, make it seem like something's popular, right? We perceived value, right? Perceived value is not real value. So the perception of a limited supply evokes competition for access to the supply. I mean, just think about that. All of the examples of this, right? With this model, popularity becomes the prime indicator of value, a popularity index. <laughs> popularity index, right, is value. Does that make sense to y'all, right? It's so easy to fucking build popularity. All you gotta do is throw a marketing program at it, right? <laughs> If you've got unlimited fucking funding, it, you can fucking make anything seem popular, right? And then it has value and you can sell that shit. So credibility is based on this same metric, right? Credibility is a popularity index. It's not based on anything else other than that, right? The number of positions offering a credible platform is low. Competition to fill them is very high, suggesting that Those that fill them are of the highest value, right? To maintain that position, they must uphold the institutions that created it, right? So perceived value. So in order to be uh, have a credible platform, you have to fucking maintain the system that created that platform, right? So this is the hard self-reference, right? Nothing new can come in, right? unless it's proven that it's not new. <laughs> the truth cannot be determined by popularity, right? It's a closed system, right? And this closed system is what creates the cycle that we're in, right? That has a limit, right? It becomes clear, considering this, that despite the rational reasons, right, for maintaining a system of merit-based um, a, a merit-based system, a meritocracy. You hear fucking lefties fucking and righties talking about meritocracy. Fuck you guys. You know, I say that without emotion, right? Did you hear the emotion? <laughs> You're passing over the ones with the most fucking merit, right? And so then right here again, you see, ah, look, he's bitter, right? Krishnamurti spent fucking his whole life trying to teach you guys this, right? Was he bitter in the end? I mean, he would get 
impatient at his talks because dumb fuckers would fucking speak up while he was trying to explain something, thinking they know what's up. Right? Anyway. It becomes clear that despite the rational reasons for maintaining uh, a merit-based, a system of merit based on record, right? The maintenance itself perpetuates the system, right? So we can think that uh, the credibility is, right? It's a uh, efficiency thing. Like if we had everyone trying to fucking say what's up, then how would we know what was up? Right? There's, we have the technology actually to sort that shit now. Sorry, my fucking floor is like flexing. I'm just sitting here. So the maintenance of it's of a merit-based system on based on record, right? The merit is based on your record, right? The past, the history, memory, um, is that it perpetuates that system, right? And therein lies the danger. This is what is dangerous to us because we could get into that situation where we are in a static loop or we self-annihilate, right? We don't want that. Ensuring that information can enter the system from the outside of it is the negation of the credibility protocol. It's a simple way to alter the input, the conditions of interaction. The general conception of value is flipped when we do this, right? Its source is people living, right? So we promote the natural mode of being human, which is the exchange of value. We promote it to the nth degree, right? The more people contributing, right? There's no fucking gatekeepers, no fucking gatekeepers. The more likely we are to arrive at better solutions, right? And we have the technology to make it so that everyone can fucking do it, right? we can do this. This is what I've been talking about, like in episode six and seven. Um, I try to t say it, but I was jumping the gun a little bit there for sure. But I try to talk about uh, what value is, you know, from the standpoint of being a living being, right? And how it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Listen to six and seven. But so it's a system, right? We can create a system that actually is in alignment with cosmic law or natural law and not this artificial system that, um, you know, that perpetuates itself, right? That cannot allow new things to enter. Because if it does, then the control, the control structure will collapse, right? So those who are feeding off of us, right? Those who live off of us, these elite parasites, right? Because they don't add anything, right? You could say that their investment is something fucking positive, but it's not, right? They just control all the resources and they use credibility to allow people to fucking be a part of whatever uh, institutions they have developed and are maintaining. Copy? Does that make sense, right? So we ensure that information can enter from the outside, right? So these are truths that are unprovable. 
And so we arrive at this Kobayashi Maru for humanity, right? We change the parameters of the test. We alter the rules. We change the conditions so that we can win, right? And like I said, right, I don't accept no win scenarios. Just ask all of my friends that used to be my friends <laughs> or they were never ever really my friends, maybe, right? And it sounds like, you know, this is another way to attack my credibility, right? I'm still thinking about how I was mistreated. <laughs> but we beat Albuquerque Academy, right? Best team in the state. Right? Down 2-0 at half. Right? There's no unwinnable scenarios. <laughs> it's all in your mind, man. So we change the parameters of the test and we make choices that are based on these new parameters, right? So my life says I'm the least credible, right? It's like, why should you listen to me? Like what, what record, what track record do you have? Fuck off. My track record is the reason why you should be listening to me, right? In light of what I was just saying, I'm outside, right? I'm outside. You have to let information come in from the outside in order to get something new, right? And so this information is very simple, right? Is this conception of value, right? It's not a popularity contest, right? It's not supply and demand, right? Because people living is perpetual growth and perpetual movement, right? Supply and demand is this pattern that basically reinvigorates our fake um, medium of value. And I've explained this in episode 13, I think, 12 or 13, 11 maybe. It's very clear, right? It's fucking our whole system is just paid protection. And the economic system is a automated version of paid protection, right? It's gangster. It's full on fucking mob rules. The mob, not, right? The mob, <laughs> right? It's fucking racketeering. The threat of death makes us accept the offer, right? And when we accept the offer, we take the damage, right? for breaking universal or cosmic or natural or God's law. So there is a simple action. A simple action is to create an interface for life, an interface for living. You either comprehend this or you don't, right? I think after what I've said, it should be pretty fucking cogent. We become what we behold, right? And this is what McLuhan was saying but perhaps someone said it before, one of these poets, and that just illustrates more. One of these poets, you know, from the earlier times, that just illustrates more, right? This Groundhog Day effect that we've been doing the same thing forever. People have been saying the same shit for fucking ever, man. And we don't do anything, right? <laughs> 
all y'all fucking young people, right? Who are like, oh, look, I've, I've, I've awakened. I can see that we're being fucked. <laughs> We've been being fucked since beginning, man. It's nothing new. So we got to do something about it instead of talking about how hard we're being fucked. Okay. And right. So what we do is we don't fight against it. We just shed that false construct, right? The, we fucking do what Captain Kirk did and we reprogram the fucking rules of the game, right? I don't believe in no win scenarios. That's what he says, right? And neither do we, neither do we. So, um, first we create, right? We use our technology. We can use the technology to be in alignment, right? All y'all are saying that we have to, that all, any technology is fucking, um, will lead us down this wrong path. You're incorrect because actually we can get to a place. And I think this is how we enter the galactic fucking neighborhood, right? We're, we're being quarantined because we have a parasite until we kill this fucking parasite. We can't fucking go out and join the, the wider, uh, galaxy, right? Uh, there's a fence on earth. We can't get away <laughs> until we fix this and we fix it by just becoming who we are naturally are, right? Which is, uh, we exchange with each other, right? And it's not a competition, right? We don't need competition to be able to, uh, measure what is good. <laughs> I actually don't need that. And everyone who says that, um, is an agent, right? So that's the bit of poison that all of these self-help gurus or these super popular podcasters, you can say all the cool shit you want. You can be as smart as a fucking tack, sharp as a tack, sharp as a tack. <laughs> but if you have that conception of, of value, right? Which is this popularity, which is based on competition, which is based on credibility, right? Then that's the poison that defeats all of your, um, medicine. So like what I'm saying is, is if we can make this psychological transformation, right. And we can, some of us can start it and we can build something that will basically show everyone what real value is. <laughs> and it will be so fucking valuable that it will create, it's like a, a fucking, uh, it's a, a strange attractor, right? It's like heavy gravity. Right. Everyone will want to be a part of it because it's so valuable. Right. And it's not valuable based because it's of limited supply. Motherfuckers. It's unlimited, fucking unlimited. So, yeah, we can use technology to create this graphic fractal network. Right. That shows how we're all connected. Right. We can use the Unreal Engine to show the fractal structure of our, of the human network, right? Show everyone in real time and you can fly through it. 
and uh, land on nodes, right? And the nodes in the network are other people. I mean, you don't land on them like, hey, what's up? Fun invading their space, right? It's all part. It's natural. Right? It's a natural interaction. It's a uh, freedom. Um, it's the freedom exchange, like on the coin, right? Um, freedom to interact however we choose without doing harm, right? So this should explain itself, um, right? And this, we can use this, you know, this beginning, this fractal network, right? To um, illustrate the exchange because that's what humans do, right? And so what do we exchange? The stuff that we make, right? And so we minimize we redo manufacturing, right? We can't solve our problems with the same kind of thinking that created them, right? So I began this whole thing 20 years ago with like, motherfuck, manufacturing, we gotta fix this shit. So yeah, we minimize the waste in manufacturing. It's very easy to do, very fucking easy. Just that every production run is sold out before it goes into production, right? We don't fucking do this uh, cost minimization right? In order to sell one third of the inventory to make a massive fucking profit and the rest of it just becomes big lots, you know, right? Goes on sale because it's out of style. It's just a waste, right? There's no tiered products. Tiered products. Are you kidding me? Right? We all want to use when we're cooking, right? We search out our favorite fucking utensils because there's good ones, right? And there's shitty ones, <laughs> Uh, bottom tier products are a massive waste, right? This is kind of a side note, but yeah. Um, it's been talked about before. Poor people have to spend way more on their stuff that they need to fucking work and live because their shit wears out so fast, but because they can only afford the bottom tier product, right? They end up spending way more than rich people on their shit because they can't afford a good product. It's fucking bullshit. So I've been working on this for 20 years, right? And I started it with hardware subscription, right? It's hardware subscription, like you subscribe to it, like a periodical, right? I'll just leave it at that. If, you, if some of you all out there, right, are hearing this and being like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Or yeah, I'm already working on this <laughs> fucking Hit me up. Hit me up. So, yeah, they're starting to talk about hardware subscription. And if they do it, they're just going to fuck it over because they're going to um, they're going to turn it into an abomination that fits the current pattern. Right. But they take all this good shit and they just make it fit into this bullshit current pattern that, you know, right. We're running out of tail. Right? There's a limit to this kind of behavior. So any type of this kind of service that comes out from the establishment isn't new, right? It's just more of the same. It would require some heavy hitters to see the light, right? Are, there, are you out there? <laughs> heavy hitters, right? You think you know because you're the most credible. 
but you don't. Just perpetuating the problem, right? We need you to come over, right? Come over here. We're all waiting for you. We're waving. So, yeah, me with two fucking coders in 36 months, I can fuck get this shit off the ground. No fucking problem. Truth and provability are not the same thing. There are true statements that cannot be proven, right? This is what I'm saying. Listen up. Incompleteness, right? That's incompleteness. Consistency is the absence of contradiction, but any system that is consistent cannot prove its own consistency. <laughs> so it's not decidable, right? There is no program or algorithm or system of measurement that can determine if a statement is derivable from an axiom. So all of that shit is unknown, right? So I'll end this and come on, you guys. This one hits, right? Right, here's a quote from Gilles Deleuze, and it's a fucking banger. Repressive forces don't stop people from expressing themselves, but rather force them to express themselves. What a relief to have nothing to say, the right to say nothing, because only then is there a chance of framing the rare or even rarer the thing that might be worth saying. All right, much love and respect to you all. And uh, stay tuned. Green Knight out.